Hello, my name is Vance Need, and welcome to another episode of The PS Plus, a Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. Now, on that podcast, pastor and host Brandon Briscoe each week will speak with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a wide array of topics. Here on this podcast, the PS Plus, we'll take a look at some of those topics that are being discussed and we'll dive in just a bit deeper. Today, we'll be taking a quick break from our KJV series to talk about some key points from Mission Focus. Now, if you're not familiar with Mission Focus, that's our annual missions conference, the most recent of which took place on December 29th to January 1st. So let's do this thing. So this year in Mission Focus, there were three evening speakers and one morning speaker along with various breakout sessions. So it was really jam-packed with information, with charges, with great speakers giving great messages. And the evening sessions were held at actually three churches. So rather than shove everybody in a big giant room, the three evening speakers rotated three nights to three different churches, Midtown Baptist Temple in Kansas City, Missouri, Living Faith Lee Summit in Lee Summit, Missouri, and Harvest Baptist Church in Blue Springs, Missouri. So what we're going to do is just take a couple minutes, again, kind of like we mentioned earlier, just to take a look at some of the some of the high points or the highlights. Now, these are all, I mean, admittedly, in my in my view, right? The, the, these are these are things that were meaningful to me as someone who attended the conference, the evening sessions at Living Faith, and the morning sessions all at Midtown Baptist Temple. But nevertheless, I hope that you'll find today helpful. So at Living Faith Lee Summit, the first speaker was Pastor Jeff Bartell, who is the missions pastor at First Baptist Church in New Philadelphia, Ohio. And the title of his message was Your Role in Church Planting. And his main text was 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6-9, through 9, which I'll read now. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. Jeff's message was awesome for a lot of reasons, but guys, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I'm a little, I'm a little slow on the uptake. And so even though I'm quite familiar with this passage, the context of this passage in 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 a missions-minded way is really what impacted me. And simply put, what Jeff was kind of talking about was the twofold nature of church planting. You know, we often think of church planting as the guy or the team that goes to the place and then, you know, works really hard and, and digs, the, digs, the, digs the thing, the soil, plants the church, right? The guy or the team that does that. But there's this whole other ministry. It's not just planting, but the church actually has to stay healthy and so we were looking at planting as the work to begin new life, but watering as the work to sustain existing life and how both of those are needed. 
So when Paul in this passage is talking about that he planted, well, that's a that's a work that's important. Churches don't get planted, spoiler alert, if nobody plants them. But there's also the important and key ingredient of a healthy church, which is watering the plant that already exists. And for me, as obviously someone who has not planted a church, I mean, maybe not obvious. I, I don't know how well you know me. Uh, I got uh, two young kids and I'm in a Bible school, so... I'm not planting any churches, but but I do have a responsibility in the church that I am to make sure that that church is healthy, and that absolutely has to do everything with watering. Now, the other key thing that Jeff talked about is simply knowing the time, and he used a lot of examples from Scripture that wise men know the time. Men that are wise can observe what's happening in their environments and know what's going on from a scriptural standpoint, from a prophetic standpoint. And one of the key things that we can't get past when we talk about knowing the times is that we are in a dispensation, the church age, that is coming to a close. Now, if that word dispensation is foreign to you, well, you're in luck. We did a whole series on dispensations. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. But the idea was that this this time period that we're in, this dispensation of the church age is coming to a close. And contrary to maybe what we would think in our natural self, which is, well, you know, if we're not going to be able to plant churches at some point because the church is no longer on the earth, then, then, then what are we planting churches for? Should we maybe be dialing back? Contrary to that, we should actually be be digging in. We should be working as hard as we can to make sure that the work that God has given us to do unto the end gets done. And Jeff talked about the parable of the man who hires worker, and he's hiring workers even up to the 11th hour because the work needs to get done. And so it was really encouraging just to remember that whether you're planting a church or whether you're watering the church that has already been planted, there is a role for you in the mission. Speaking about the time being short, that actually dovetailed really great into the next message that was preached, at least at Living Faithfully Summit, which was titled, It's About Time, by Pastor Joe McCaig, who is the lead pastor of Decatur Baptist Church in Cartersville, Georgia. And his main text came from Romans 13, 11 through 13, which says this, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. So pause for the cause. I love whenever we we come to something like a missions conference or all church retreat or any of the other conferences or, or, or gatherings that we do as a fellowship of churches. And I love when we have different speakers and they're all talking about similar aspects. I love it when that happens. Almost like, you know, there's a there's the same spirit that's in all of these believers that's working together. It's crazy. But but what was really cool about about Joe's message. It's kind of summed up in a quote that he said, and 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 I'm I'm learning over the years, man. Pastor Joe McKay, he's a 
he's a quotable dude, man. You got to listen to that guy. He said this, if you're going to do something for God, you need to do it now. And the reason why is really summed up in the title of the message. It's about time. The time is short. So a couple of interesting things here. When Paul says the night is far spent, what we see is a picture of the church age because at night, the sun is not up. The sun is the source of light. But even though there's not the sun, there is the moon, which just reflects the light of the sun. And so this biblical nighttime is the church age where the where the sun of righteousness, if you know your Bible, is not, it's not present right now, but it's quickly coming because Paul again says the day is at hand. And so in light of that, because the time is short, Paul gives a couple of recommendations. And first, he just tells us to wake up. And this is what Pastor Joe was kind of keying in on. We got to wake up. There are other people that don't know the times. Those are the ones that are sleeping. But but we Christians, man, we got to get busy. We got to get to work. So we, get, we actually have to wake up. The second thing that we have to do is suit up. Paul talks about casting off darkness, but putting on the armor of light. And that's a great Bible study if, if you've never done it before. Just, just look, at what, look at what your Bible tells you to cast off or to put off in contrast with what to put on. And lastly, it's to straighten up. Paul tells us to walk honestly, right, and not crookedly. And again, contextually speaking, what we see is that now is the time. If you're going to do something for God, man, you better do it now. And I think it was a great reminder of the urgency of our mission. The last of the evening sessions was preached by pastor and missionary James Fife of Midtown Baptist Temple, and it was called Servant to the Mission. Now, the text from this was Genesis 24 in its entirety. So I'm not going to read Genesis 24 to you. But contextually speaking, the chapter is about Abraham, who is seeking a bride for his son, Isaac. And one of the first things that James talked about was the picture of the servant as a type of Holy Spirit, Abraham as a type of God, the father, Isaac as a type of Jesus Christ, and the bride, Rebecca, as a type of the church. Because obviously, we see those parallels with God the Father looking for a bride for his son and the Holy Spirit as the one that is in the world working to bring those to his son, to bring those to Jesus Christ. But one of the things that James also talked about was the parallels for the mission, how we can be like the servant that the Father has sent into the world. And to that end, James talked about some very practical things that the mission will require. One of the first things he talked about is sacrifice. There are things that we are going to have to sacrifice because we have counted the cost. We are following Christ. We're obedient to the commands that the Father has given us through Christ, which is to preach Christ. The next thing James talked about was the mission would require stamina. And and Paul often talked about running a race or finishing his course. And he's not talking about a sprint because life isn't a sprint. Life is very much a marathon. I'm no runner, guys. I, Man, if you're a runner, God bless you. 
Just don't run in the road. Okay, okay, just w- w- one sec. I don't get it. If one of you guys want to tell me why you're running in the road, man, it grinds my gears. If there's a sidewalk that was made for you, run on the sidewalk, please and thank you. I won't hit you intentionally, but man, if I do and you're running on the road, I'm sorry. Whether you're maimed or meet Jesus, I'm not going to feel that bad, but 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 I digress. The next thing, the next thing that James talked about is that the mission will require single mindedness. And again, a great quote that we got from this conference is the mission will require you to be uniquely focused. And when you think about it, there is a measure of supernatural help that we need in order to remain focused on a thing that we can't fully realize, that we can't fully comprehend. And so obviously, the mission is incredibly important. And then, man, James Fife did a did a Christopher Nolan tenet inception combo and reversed the sermon in on itself because what he came to the conclusion was and, and kind of helped us to understand is that, yes, the mission is important. Yes, the mission requires all of those things. But if we're doing the mission for the sake of the mission, we actually aren't going to remain motivated. We're not going to remain focused on all of those things that the mission requires because the mission was commissioned by a master, and it's the master that we have to focus on. It's the master that causes us to respond in such a way where we go and do the mission. So, uh, sorry, I spoiled it for you, but man, it was good. Now, as for the morning sessions from the Mission Focus Conference, Sam Miles was the morning speaker. And guys, Pastor Sam Miles of Midtown Baptist Temple Man, did such a great job. He was preaching out of Nehemiah. He said, we're going to cover all of Nehemiah. You, you already know how that went down. We didn't, we didn't cover all of it. But man, what we got was so good. Now, the thing that was most impactful for me was actually the first day of those morning sessions, and particularly Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. It's a little bit longer, but, but I do want to read it. Now, the context of this is that Jerusalem... As a city is broken down, Nehemiah is going to get word of that. And then in Nehemiah chapter 4, we're hearing his heart's response on seeing and hearing about Jerusalem and the state that it's in. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants and thy people, whom thou hast redeemed 
by thy great power and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name, and prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was the king's cupbearer. Pastor Sam Miles is is another one of our pastors who is incredibly quotable. And man, this was good. Listen to this. Prayerlessness is our claim of independence from God. The thing that was so impactful for me about, about this segment of Pastor Miles' message is that he pointed out that Nehemiah's first response to hearing this news was to go on his face before God, was to pray before God. And a couple of things that he that he noted, first is that prayer starts with the confession of sin. And man, how often are we just so cavalier? We just kind of kick in the door of the third heaven and we're like, hey, what's up, Lord? Here's what I need today. Like, God's God's not a genie, right? And even though our sins as believers in Jesus Christ have been covered, they've been dealt with at Calvary, there's still a rupture in fellowship if we find ourselves in sin, if we find ourselves in a place where we're doing things that God bled out and died to heal us of. And so he pointed out that it starts with a confession of sin, but it continues by making a biblical case or a biblical request. And so what we see here is that Nehemiah Man, he's using the word to pray to the Lord. He's using the word as his guide. He's saying, hey, Lord, this is what you said. Man, you said you would cast us off if we worshiped idols, if we didn't follow you. But you also said that you would gather us back again. And man, what a great reminder that if you're looking for a way to pray and actually, I don't know, hear your prayers answered, getting yourself and your heart aligned with God's will through his word, that's a great way to do it. And then Nehemiah's message concludes with a call for help. And man, that's, at the end of the day, we need the Lord's help for everything. And it was such a great reminder of a biblical pattern of prayer. So as always, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of the PS Plus. If you somehow missed the Mission Focus Conference or weren't able to attend, you are in luck. You can go to lffellowship.com and check out the conferences section and the audio as well as the video is going to be online. Both the evening sessions with Jeff, with Joe, and with James. Oh my gosh, all the J-dudes. The evening sessions with all the J-dudes. The morning session with Sam and even some of the breakout sessions as well. There's a lot of great information that will help you remain focused on the mission. I hope this episode was helpful for you and I hope to talk to you next time. Take care.